You know, growing up, the library was a sanction for me. It was the one place where I was not ridiculed for being eccentric or not having the newest clothes or, you know, not being the smartest and or understanding anything at school. And the books allowed me to be transformed and transported to a whole wide range of different places, whether that was ancient Egypt or the White House with the president or, you know, starring in Camp Rock. Um, I could play with the puppets and recreate TV scenes with them. It really allowed me to escape a really dark place in my life. And I did not even realize the critical role the library played until COVID came. And I was very alone during that time. I was dealing with a lot, and the person I had the most company with was my loneliness. But what got me through it was I was an avid Bedford TV watcher, and I saw the school committee meetings were happening, and I saw the library trustee meetings were happening, so I would watch them. And the library trustee meetings really brought my inner Patriots fan. Because I'm talking about I was clapping my hands when I agreed with someone, smiling and grinning when as well, and even eye-rolling and booing, you know, when I disagreed, Um, you know, and as well as I would get popcorn and get food as I was watching, and it was something I looked forward to every month. Yeah, I know. Um, An 18-year-old looking forward to a town board meeting. I'm I'm very peculiar <laughs> as I'm as I'm saying this out loud I'm like oh my god <laughs> but as I heard that election was coming up I had an epiphany of what if I ran you know I've organized a book club I have volunteered at my local news station and what if I just did it and I literally had nothing to lose so I went to the town clerk's office the next day and I was told I needed 20 signatures Um, I was a little curious of how I was going to do that, if I'm being honest. So I needed to get creative. Then came in the power of Instagram and Snapchat. So I slid into those DMs, and I'm not talking about that song. What ended up happening was a weird domino effect where one person was telling someone else about my campaign, and then they started messaging me. You know, small town gossip can be used for good. Um... So that the idea of getting people to agree with the signatures wasn't really the issue. I will say, though, going to their house to get the signatures was, um, how do I say this, a journey. The reason being, I didn't have a car, and some places in Bedford are walkable. Other places are not. So, you know, a couple middle fingers, um, car honking, being told, am I crazy? What are you doing? And booing and middle fingers later. I got it. I got the signatures and it was solidified that I was going to be on the ballot. Now, I needed to make my platform and send it into the local newspaper. So I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this. So I put in my track record. I put in a creative touch and storytelling of my origin story. And I tried to write it in a way that was a little bit different than everyone else because I wanted to be authentic to who I was. But it didn't change the fact I was a little bit anxious of how this was going to go and if I was doing the right decision. And my friend James helped reassure me and calm me. And he told me everything was going to work out. And he reviewed it and he's like, you're doing great. 
and it was something that really helped me get through this election. Um, James was really my rock, and he was very supportive of me, and yeah, it meant a lot having someone have my back during this very interesting and not difficult, but I would say challenging time, because I did enjoy it. But as my platform got out, and I was sending it to people and trying to get my name out, then came debate time. I was wondering how this experience would entail and what would happen and how it would go as I've never been in a debate before. I think the closest thing before this experience was probably talking to people in my book club about what they thought about, you know, Catcher in the Rye. That was literally it. That was the closest thing. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. But I knew no matter what I was going to say, it was going to be something I truly believed in and what was authentic to me. Um, you know, I hope that when I'm able to library trustee that I can work with the board on possibly having a reopening plan in the future when everything's more safe and, you know, reopening maybe the study rooms at the capacity that would fit. So, yeah, that's all I'd like to say. And thank you for once again for giving me the opportunity to speak here. I thought I did great. And I had my phone turned off, but when my section came ending, I got a nice text message from Bopa Malone first. And Bopa was a former congressional candidate. She is a Bedford Select Board member, and now she's currently in charge of Girls Inc. and Lowell. Um, she's overall amazing and super supportive from the start because she texted me, great job on your debate. Although you didn't do your closing statement yet, because you know, she sent it halfway through, and she told me she was so proud of me and that it was important for me to get my message out and to really connect within the community. And then at the end of the debate, Representative Congordon told everybody that, I've gotten to know a lot about Fahad's character and his perseverance, and I'm so impressed. And his debate performance highlighted that as well. I can encourage everyone to go out and vote for him. Thank you. I was in awe. Um, I was astonished. Being myself was my strength. And they were there. And there was someone else, someone else that wasn't there. And I was very much um, confused. And I was like, maybe he's sick or something happened. And then I find out he wasn't going to be out and wondering what I should do to you know deal with this because he could still win because he's still on the ballot and i was venting about it to james and then james suggested hey fahad hope you're well just wanted to let you know that my dad would be happy to answer any election related questions that you'd like to discuss it was very kind of him because um i never really thought about that and he was so generous and kind to go out of his way to help me and it really opened up a great gate for me and I'm so appreciative of it. Then I get on the phone with Dan and he starts, you know, talking to me, making small talk, and then we get to talking about um what he advises me to do for the campaign. He told me to get some endorsements, to get a sign, to, you know, really get out there and communicate with people. And it was so helpful and he was really giving me his expertise and it meant a lot that he was willing to help me and I thanked him so much and profusely to this day that I still do when I bring up the story 
and he said no problem and i think he could tell by my voice i was i was a little bit anxious talking to him um because you know i watched him on the tv the school committee meetings and i always thought he was cool and you know i was a little bit starstruck and then he he could sense that and i was calling him mr brosco you know <laughs> and then he said by the way you can call me dan buddy and i i think we both had the understanding that sooner or later we were going to talk again <laughs> and i immediately took his advice and i started emailing the teachers and they were so gracious and helpful and it was a really good experience showed that i was a good student and a hard worker with the librarian that i worked in the book club saying Fahad is an active community member and through his desire to serve as a library trustee, he is looking for ways to support existing library programs as well as innovate new ones. I speak as an adult who knows Fahad as a fine young man, not as a public school employee, and I highly recommend Fahad for this position. My English teacher saying, Fahad is a kind young man who is nice to everyone. Fahad is honest and trustworthy. He took intellectual risks on a regular basis and frequently shared detailed stories from his private life and personal experiences. Among his classmates, Fahad spoke more than his peers and shared more deeply of himself and his opinions. It's with Miley. It highlighted to me that leadership, it does not come from the positions you hold or the titles or whatever you're known for it comes to track record and whether that is with people or what you've done what does your past entail in your work and what do you continue to want to do just saying that you had a spotter position doesn't mean anything and those endorsements really highlighted that i wake up it's 7:30 in the morning and it's election day Oh my god, I think to myself, it's election day. So I jump out of my bed like a kid does when it's like Christmas and they're so excited. I'm blow-drying my hair, drilling it up. I got my nice suits. Then my mom, being the angel on earth, she is ironed for me the day earlier and I was ready to go. But then I remembered something. Oh my god, I forgot to do a sign. So, being also the child I am at heart again, I tell my parents if we could stop at the Dollar Tree and get some whiteboards and markers and that is exactly what I did during the car ride. Yep. And it was a bumpy car ride and I think the end product was um it was it was okay. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was really bad. Um honestly not my best work i'm not really a good artist you can ask mr hagen <laughs> i'm not really good at it but it got the job done and i was ready to go so after i make the sign during the car ride we finally arrive and both of my parents give me a nice big hug and they wish me luck and that they're proud of me and you know all the nice sentiments they always give me and then i see james and he was setting up the chairs and he had his dad's sign and he had everything ready and he was ready to go and he was there earlier too cuz and i was there a little bit late five no it was 30 minutes but you know <laughs> i came there 
Um, we gave our original fist bump like we always do. And I showed him this like funny TikTok that I saw and it reminded me of him. And then I see this tan buff um, Red Sox wearing man hollering. It was... Fahad, whoa, way taller in person. It's me, Dan. Nice to meet you. He cracks me up to this day and he gives me the warmest hug I've ever gotten. And he was very nice because he allowed me to sit at the section of his campaign, which was really helpful because I didn't really know where I was supposed to sit, how I was supposed to do anything. And that was kind of him. And then I sat with him, chatting with him and all his kids that were also there. And I also got to meet a lot of, you know, people within Bedford that were voting. And it really signified to me that people are going to have very different political beliefs than you, come from different places. But at the end of the day, everyone wants the same thing. No one wants a horrible economy. No one wants a bad environment. No one wants it to be a dangerous place to raise their children. They just have different ways of going about to reach a different solution, but people want the same thing. So time passes. I am literally freezing in my suit though. Um, everyone made comments about it. They're like, why would you wear a suit? And I was like, you know what? I Any excuse to dress up, whether it's this or going to Ken's, I will take it. <laughs> um, so I was freezing, but sooner than later, um, it was time to reveal the results. Um, Dan and James had already left because they were setting up dinner for their family. And I then come and I'm like running up the stairs, w wondering what happens. Um, and because my luck is so great, um, I end up having to go to the bathroom right as they were about to say the results. And the man was saying them out loud and... I come back and mine was already set and then everyone was looking at the list of who won and who didn't because they like put it on uh, one of the doors and then as I'm about to go there and it was like a long line, you know, it was very much giving me middle school vibes of how long it was. I go and see it. Um, I won. <laughs> I won, <laughs> I said to myself and I was jumping up and down and I was... I called my parents and they were so proud of me and they sent me a nice little paragraph and of how proud they are of my accomplishments and it was so sweet of them and then it was also posted online and a couple minutes later um, Dan texted me sweet of them and then it was also posted online and a couple minutes later um, Dan texted me hey congrats again I'm very happy for you and your family I'm sure they're quite proud of you I, and then I thanked him and it would tell and told him how it was so great meeting him. And then he said, "My assistance was trivial. I'm sure James was more helpful than I was, but I was happy to be a resource for you." That till this day, um, I could never ever repay Dan for everything he's done for me. Not even in terms of helping me this election or helping me get my current job that I, he's my boss for me for. But, you know, being really a mentor and a second dad to me, um, all the th all the shout outs will never, ever amount to everything he's done for me. And it's really nice to have a family in Bedford that I feel like cares about me. Um, you know, I didn't have that growing up, so I am very glad to have that. And I'm also glad to have a friend like James who also supported me through this. And he texted me a message 
seconds with an after his dad's. Fahad, I just saw the results, and congratulations. This is for sure a historic moment, and one that I'm proud to have been present for. The reason I wanted to tell the story wasn't, you know, for bragging or to tell what I dealt with adversity, but more to kind of show people the way that adversity shouldn't hold you back. I was never the most popular kid, richest, and not smartest. I couldn't even play, oh, I was a nerd in middle school. Nope, I wasn't even that. But I used the pain and the things I went through to empower myself and to help others. And I really want people to understand that if I can do it, they can do it. Um, many times people see that I'm very go lucky through social media, through meeting me and think that I've had an easy life. Many times people that I've had a perfect life. Unfortunately, growing up, that was the furthest thing from the truth. My earliest memory was getting my head slammed against a car door. Um, even as I got older, when I was a teenager, there was someone who spread a rumor that if I had came to one of their parties, that they were going to need to put a bomb detector um, and other horrible things that were said. And it was really hard, but those pains and those setbacks were really a setup for my success, as a wise woman named Shaolin told me. And I want you to take my story and to use it as fuel for your success. That is the lesson of today. So thank you all for listening. I really enjoyed sharing the story and thank you to everyone who's guided me and helped me through the way. And until next time, my friend.